Atlanta. Tell me about the Redskins' BOGO deal. Man, Paisano's is bringing it big time these days when the Redskins play a game. You can buy a large pizza yeah. and get the second large pizza free. I hear all you have to do is put the code REDSKINS online or on the app and you set. Say it ain't so, buddy. Say it is so. I'm hungry. <laughs> Coming up on the Santana Moss Show podcast, we talk about Turkey Day and how the Redskins ruined our appetites. And let's see, does a full week of preparation leads to a W for the Colt McCoy Show? I sure hope so. But one thing I didn't like that the Redskins did was claim Reuben Foster. Did you have to do that? We got picks. We got picks. Let's see if me and Travis know what we're talking about with these NFL picks. Oh, we definitely know. But one thing we all also know is taking L's this week has to do with Santana's pants. And I'm not being dirty, y'all. And the Santana Mall Show stars now. It's the Santana Mall Show. Home of New York, Number 89. Hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical my man what's happening brother i'm here santana Marshall show podcast santana Marshall. travis thomas he is in the building man thanksgiving week is behind us yeah. i had a good time though man i ain't gonna lie how was your thanksgiving you know me very eventful was pulled here and there all across the world but um it was a good one for starters i enjoyed the week I participated in this event called Feast of Sharing. It was hosted by Safeway. It was crazy because I did the appearance for the Washington Redskins. They have a partnership with Safeway. And I had an appearance that day later with my 89 Ways to Give with Salvation Army. Two separate events? Two separate events. Didn't know it was at the same location. What? So, so the Feast of Sharing, Salvation Army was teaming up with Safeway and many other vendors to give out meals to folks for the holidays. I think it was over, I don't want to be quoted wrong, 500 plus people they gave out meals wow. to. It also had clothes giveaway, jacket giveaway, coat giveaway, you name it. So I participated earlier that day with the Redskins on the behalf of the Redskins and Safeway. And then later on that day, like 30 minutes later after I was supposed to have come back with my foundation and teaming up with Salvation Army. So it was good being there and being a part of that event. You know, one of the things that through my foundation I want to do a lot of is just giving, serving the community. Absolutely, I believe in serving the community. I believe in doing what I can for the people that's in need. I appreciated meeting so many people. I, I was able to take some pictures with Durant mom. She's always everywhere. Wanda. Well-spoken. Shout out Christian to Wanda. Wanda. She's awesome. No doubt. A lot of other members of the community, radio stations. Just the fans alone, man, that was there. The yeah. people that we was giving our food to, they wanted to take pictures because they knew who me and Gary Clark were. And you got to think, Gary Clark won two Super Bowl rings here. We had him on the show. They just loved us, man. The Washington Redskins get so much love in this community. Yes, so uh, I appreciate that event. And I had a guest appearance Speaking engagement at the Matha High. Dog, yeah. so I got a text from a few people mm-hmm. during, and they were like, yo, Tana is here killing it. Wow, wow. And wow. I just wrote back, that's my dog. <laughs> it was dope, man. It was dope. I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to expect. Someone asked me from NBC, like, hey, do you want to be a part of this event? We had numerous people do this, LeVar Arrington, you name it, from all the guests that they were sharing with me. And I'm like, hey, if I'm available, I would do it. And I was available. And it's crazy because I always ask. The first thing I ask anyone when I'm doing something, how's the dress code? Sure. You know me. I don't like to get suited and booted. And they was like, oh, coat, 
coat and pants. So I'm like, well, coat and pants, that's like putting on a suit. Suited and booted, so right. So I come with a suit on, I and I get know. there, and everybody in jeans and polo shirts and long sleeves. I'm like, now nah, here I am overdressed. <laughs> but to be honest with you, man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a uh, the Matha alumni night. I think they do it every year around Thanksgiving, the eve of Thanksgiving. And they just, you know, all the guys who played there, the alumni, probably even boosters. It was a packed house of men and, and just everyone who was a part of that, you know, that organization, that school, that staff, talking football, talking, you know, I guess upcoming sports for them and right. upcoming things they have going on. And then they got a chance to listen to me and some of my stories. So it was a nice night and I enjoyed it. And to not be too long winning with Thanksgiving, I got a chance to share Thanksgiving with my oldest son and my nephew, who I take care of, Austin and Lil Tan. They was the only one came up from my family. You know, everyone else stayed back in Miami. And it was good being in the house with the boys, you know, yeah. being, being in the house with the fellas. You it's know. the fellas. One of the things I take pride in nowadays, being that I'm away from everybody, is when I get a chance to get a little QT with any one of them, you know, my kids, I appreciate it a little more. And to have Lil' Tan back, because he was just here last year right. going to school up yeah, here. that's right. He just Austin. graduated, right? Yeah, yep. he had Stone Ridge. And now he's back in Miami going to college. To have him back in the house, you know, I took him out for the first time. Like, out, out? He's 18. <laughs> and I said, hey, you know what? If you're going to get this experience, get it with daddy. <laughs> get it with papa. And I took him out for the first time. He handled himself like a man. I said, you know, that's me. That's me. Because he... <laughs> It wasn't it wasn't too big for him. Right. I just enjoyed the whole weekend with him, man. It was a it was a nice Thanksgiving and I was just doing what I normally do the best, you know. Oh. This is the life of Santana Moss, international man of mystery. <laughs> he gets to hang with his boys for Thanksgiving, take the youths out, show them a good time. He goes to Damatha, gives a powerful speech, suited and booted, looking clean. Then he's giving out turkeys like Nino Brown. I mean, you are the man. <laughs> huh? I had a good one, man. <laughs> Mine was a beautiful thing. I was with family, all the food, everything was jumping off, and I was hyped up for the Redskin game. And the Redskin game happened. I gotta tell you, I have never (laughs) needed Lil Beat Your Ass (laughs) more than I do. Yeah. After that Turkey Day performance by the Redskin. If you can lose to anybody else in the world, but you lose to the Cowboys on that stage in that way. Tana, they ripped my heart out, man. Mm-hmm. Messed up all my food I ate. That yeah, was a tough one to take, man. Tough one to swallow. Ugh. You probably had all that turkey beforehand, and oh, then you had to deal with that in. turkey they gave you. Yeah, man, they gave me all kinds of jive turkey they gave me. Tana, what the hell went wrong? Zeke Elliott ran the ball. I think Amari Cooper's still running for a touchdown right now yeah. as we speak. Dak looked like Troy Aikman. What happened? You know, one of the things I say when I watch that game, and trust me, I came into the game with the same perspective as I had before. Show me, you know. That's been my quote the whole year for these guys because I can't speak for you. No one in this media world can speak for you. Regardless of what we say, negatively or positive, you have to show us at the end of the day. Prove us wrong or right. Coming to that game, I was already uh, on a little iffy like about what can happen. One, because I knew this is Colt first star. He know, didn't have a lot of time someone, to prepare Someone either. asked me earlier that week, no, earlier that day of the game, Tanner, how you feel about your skins. Right. A lot of fans reach out to me, whether it's Instagram, whether it's some people that I have that they have my number. You know, they're betting guys, and some of them just, you know, have fantasy guys. And like, what do you feel about this? And I'm like, I gave my guys, you know, true fans. So I'm like, I think that they can win. They have a good enough team to win. I said, let's see what kind of Colt we get. I said, I know Colt can run that offense in and out. He can go out there and score. It's just, will he get antsy 
and try to do too much at times. Yeah. And I don't feel like he showed me that that game. I just felt that the preparation part wasn't on his side when it come down to just knowing everything he needs to know about the receivers in different routes at different situations of the game. And when you look at that whole outcome of the game, with three interceptions and you still had a chance to win this game. No doubt. That goes to show you how valuable turnovers are and being on the opposite side of the plus side when it comes to turnovers. You know, for the last umpteen weeks, the Redskins have been up when it comes to the turnover margin. And this is the first week that they was on the negative side of it, and it cost them an L. And they was just inches away of still winning this game right. after two turnovers, and he ended up throwing his third one to get them out of the chance of even you know closing it. And Dallas playing their best. That's the best I've seen Dallas All play, and they were best. still in the game. All our best. If you look at that whole game, the entirety of that game came down to two plays. Right. A 40-yarder and a, what, 90-yarder? Yeah. Two plays was the deciding factor of that game, and the Redskins threw three turnovers three interceptions, and lost by eight <sighs> points. So you tell me how good this Redskins team can really be. You know what I'm saying? So that lets you know now. And flip side of giving up 400-something plus yards again on the defensive side. Oh, God. So with all that said and done, it shows you that this team is really good. They have so much potential. The potential is there. Now you have to turn that potential into wins. You know, you can't just have the potential to win. You have to win. And I think with all that said and done, it was a great learning experience for Colt, for the whole team, because regardless of the matter, you guys had a short week, probably didn't practice as much. Probably that practice and that preparation part meant a lot in Colts' game because you have to know where those receivers are going to be at. You have to get the feel of some live action around you. Walkthrough is not going to help a guy for his first start, regardless of how well he played when he came in a sub a guy. It's two different situations. And I think with all that said and done, you have to be still have a little mm, about what your belief is with Colt going on further with these next five games. This is why you hand-selected me to host this show because yeah. of comments like this I'm about to make. I am the voice of the fan, Santana Moss. As you sit there and you describe, hey, the Redskins were still in the game, but the Cowboys made two splash plays that broke the game open and won the game ultimately for them. That is exactly what the Redskins are missing now. That is what a Santana Moss brought to the table for so many years with this team. Because I feel like we are lacking that one player that can take over a game that can make a couple splash plays here or there and turn the whole tables of a ball game. Now, with that being said, you're right. They had the short week to get ready for Dallas, right? Now they've had all the time in the world and then some mm-hmm. to get ready for the Eagles no on Monday night no excuses in now. Philly. How do you see that playing out? Because Philly's playing pretty good right now. Any divisional game is going to be tough, regardless of the records. I've said this before, so it's not something that you're hearing for the first time. And it's prime time. Ugh. You know our records in prime time. Not you know good. our history in prime time. Two and thirteen. The one for thing I can say that on Monday um, night. You have so much riding on, you know, where we stand right now. You've already missed out on holding on to a great situation. As a Redskin, we've seen ourselves seen this team in this situation numerous times and it always ends up to where they're at right now. You was two games ahead of mostly everybody in this division. There was. And now you're sitting there tied with the Cowboys. Cowboys. have an inch or a nod ahead of you for first place. Eagles a game back. It's no excuses right now. You either win or see you behind watching these guys or whoever in this division in the uh, postseason. And I just feel that there's no room to sit here and weep about where these guys have been going for the last few years. You know, when it comes to the defense side, you've been playing great football the entire year. Now all of a sudden you can't stop the run, which we was doing well. 
we stopped some of the best runners, and now you're getting, letting anybody go out here and run the ball up <laughs> yeah. on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's no excuses. seemed like we brought in Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and he was supposed to be, okay, we're going to seal this back end area up on the safety side. And now I haven't seen or heard much from Swearinger. You know what right. I'm saying? And yeah. I feel like, to me, I'm just going on a limb saying this because I feel like it's something that should be said. Something about that pickup has taken a little out of Swearinger's game. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Now, Swearinger, me knowing him, me knowing HaHa, the way these guys play, both of them are great talents. But to me, it might not be best to have both of them because something has been taken away. Haven't heard Swearinger's name. When you watch the games, he's showing up. He's making his PBUs. He's he's on the ball. But it was something that he was doing earlier in this year oh, extra. When, when he had a chance to play both strong and free that gave us that little what we needed on the defensive side. So I don't know. But with all that said and done, man, when you play in divisional football, anyone can win. And the Eagles, yeah, they won a championship last year. Do they look like that team this year? No. No. But they still capable of beating you behind and embarrassing you. You know, if you go out there and play the way you play on Thanksgiving. So I think these guys have to put whatever behind them. Every week is a new week. Every time you get a chance to prepare is a new week of preparation. Put all that stuff behind you. And all that stuff that was going on this week with Swearinger calling people out, so he, so he say or so they say, it wasn't about the coaches, it's about the players. Hey, this guy's not talking just to talk. At the end of the day, he takes pride in what he does. The one thing that stood out to me the most, what I heard him say was, certain guys prepare differently. Certain guys take initiative to what's being said by a coach at all times. Certain guys don't. I was that guy. So I feel Swearinger. I right. was that guy and walked through. I was zoned in. Right. I made sure I was there. I made sure I wasn't giggling, joking prepared. around. Yep. I was prepared because at the end of the day, when this walkthrough done, now we can, you know, we can go pull a leg and do all that other crap. You know what I'm saying? And I know I've been in those locker rooms. I've been on that field. Not saying with the guys that's there now, but it's all over the league. I'm pretty sure it's not just going on with the Redskins. There's guys all through this league that need supervision, that need chaperones, that need someone to tell them how to do their job. I'm pretty sure Swearinger is not speaking just to speak. He's speaking from what he knows, the experience of seeing these guys do it time and time again and then finding ourselves in a losing column and people wondering why. That's interesting what you say about HaHa and DJ Swearinger. I wonder how much of it is because Ha Ha is so new yeah. that they just haven't had a chance to gel yet, maybe. No doubt. And then, boy, what we could see as the season goes on and they figure it out, they get some chemistry or ne- even next season, assuming we can retain the services of a Ha Ha Clinton Dix. But I want to get to this. Look, since 2009, Tana, yeah. the Redskins are 2-13 and 13 mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football. So my concern is Philly's playing well now. They can smell a shot at winning this division after many people left them for dead, quite frankly. And just a few weeks ago, actually, once they got beat down by the Saints, people were like, oh, they're finished. I heard people say it. I was like, ah, slow down on that because the NFC East is still wide open. So they can smell that. The game's in Philly. It's Monday night where you're 2-13, and for God's sakes. All this, to me, feels like an Eagles win. But I will say this. If the Redskins lose Monday night, it's not over because – the Redskins' schedule is much easier than the Cowboys and the Eagles the rest of the way out, and they will see the Eagles again but on the finale that easy here. Stuff get you at. That easy stuff don't mean nothing when you come to the Redskins. Yeah, we've seen these guys close the season out with a two and something Giants team and lose. That's true, and not make it to the playoffs because of that. So that easy schedule stuff to get you nothing. Being a Redskin, you have to go up there and show that these guys need to play with the notion of this matters. Yeah. 
this situation, this whole circumstance of where we at with our season, it matters. And to credit to them, you can't fault them at all times because they're losing so many bodies at right. times that they don't have enough to go out there and play and even compete on the high level because of the guys that they're losing. But at the same time, everybody gets paid to play this game who's on your team. So the next guy up needs to be sharp or needs to be just as good as that guy who's in front of him. So I X all that easy stuff out because I don't believe in it. I don't believe in any given Sunday, even any given Saturday, Thursday, or Monday. Whenever we play this game, you can be beaten. And it's been proven time and time again in this league. No doubt about it. All right, so you talked about the defense. Obviously, the Redskins feel the same way as you in terms of everyone's running on us all of a sudden. We're giving up all these points now, and we haven't looked the same. They go out and they claim Reuben Foster off of waivers. Troubled linebacker. I mean, this guy is just in trouble with Johnny Law Dog every day, it feels like. In fact, he just got arrested for a misdemeanor domestic violence just days before this signing. Yeah. What were your thoughts of this? The Redskins. So, you know, everything that they do, whether it's blown out of proportion or whether it should be blown out of proportion, is a matter that needs to be discussed. I look at it like this. I have so many views of this matter and this pickup because I look at it like this. Someone was going to go out there on a limb and claim Ruben, a valuable player in this league that if playing on a level that we know he can play of and with all this other stuff he got going on around him is put to the side and meaning that he's not involved in it and he's not indicted for anything. He's not even in pertaining in, in, in this stuff that's going on. He can be a great player in this league. He can be one of those guys we talk about time and time again of being one of the better linebackers of this game. What the Redskins did, I believe, is not to fault because at the end of the day, if I'm a team, I'm an organization that is a, a player of that caliber out there, why not claim him? Why not be the guy to say, let me claim him and let him go through all the different things he had to go through with the league and see if this stuff that occurred or they say allegedly occurred is really going to be something that, that he get indicted for. If he has the, no wrongdoing in this domestic violence case, this new domestic violence case, then we have him and we can do whatever we want to do with him. Now, if he's acquitted from everything again and he's out there, someone else grabbed him, and now you have the player that we should have went out there and claimed myself. I think the Redskins are probably going to get a lot of slack for picking him up because that's what people are going to do. They're going to tell you every negative part about you doing this. But I think when you're a Redskin and you're one of those guys in that situation or that organization that has a chance to pull that trigger, you have to try to do the best for your team. You have to plan for your future. And right now we already know he might not play this year. So they didn't do this for this year. They didn't do this to say, hey, this give us a better chance to do what we're doing better and, and stop the run. Or No, they did this for the future, saying that if this guy acquitted from these charges and it's no really wrongdoing, because we don't really know. We don't know. And I think this matter is so sensitive that you can't sit here and not pay attention to what he's accused for. Domestic violence is something that this league has said we're going to have no tolerance. And that's one of the reasons why San Fran got rid of him, because they said, hey, you've been down this road before and coming to this season, we told you from all the previous charges you had we don't we're not giving you an inch to even mess up and so San Fran was done with him because regardless of what you did wrong or right you was arrested so we gonna we're gonna wash our hands with you the Redskins I don't think was wrong by I think claiming him is just half the battle you claim him so if everything goes well then maybe we can work with you if it doesn't then we have to do what's best for our organization our team and what the league feels that's best and probably not hold you or give you that contract that probably you're going to be due to be a Redskin member. 
I think the Redskins and the 49ers are both wrong. Personally, I think the Redskins are wrong because this guy, since being in the league, has not shown anything but he's going to stay in trouble. That's, that's the, true. The, the that's Niners true. are wrong because he shouldn't even have been drafted. Mm. This guy got in trouble, Tana, in college for similar things, and he got in trouble at the Combine. He had cloudy at the Combine. Mm. Then there was a report he slapped a hospital worker during a physical so to me, if I'm the 49ers, how many more red flags do you need? This he, guy needs help. He do need help. He needs and, rehabilitation. But tell me this. Tell me this though. Tell me this. And I and I understand what you're saying. How was he able to go out there and play the kind of football he played with Saban? So I know this guy Saban doesn't tolerate none of that stuff. So how was he able to be that player for that team? And then all of a sudden now you into the big world is all on you. Now you're going through all the stuff you're going through. This turmoil. So to me, that tells me that. With the right supervision around the right kind of guys, which are nothing but Alabama guys here, he can be held accountable a little different. He probably can be a different dude. And trust me, at the end of the day, if you did it, that's who I got to look at you as. If it says your name on it, that's how I got to see you. So some of that stuff you got to say, yeah, you did it, bro. So we got to, you know, we, we got to pay attention to it, close attention to it. But do you tell me this? You don't give somebody a second or even third chance. This feels like a tenth. And I'll tell you this, too, to your point. One thing I don't want to do as a pro and as a grown-ass man is babysit another pro and another grown-ass man. So if this guy has to be supervised every second of his life, I wouldn't want a part of him as an organization. But to me, Tana, it's bigger than the Redskins. It's bigger than the Niners. This goes back to the NFL. Mm -hmm. You look at this league, you can't even look at a quarterback without getting a flag, right? They talk about helmet-to-helmet hits and all that. That's not true because we watched Jordan Reed get hit in his face helmet-to-helmet on the biggest stage on Thanksgiving. It just just depends on what team you are. Well, (laughs) they didn't throw a flag, right? So to me, me, it's about quarterbacks and the stars of the game. They want to protect them because it affects the bottom line. line, Colin Kaepernick has been blacklisted from this league because of a peaceful protest because he affects the bottom line. So to me, the hypocrisy in which the NFL operates, picks and chooses who's wrong, who's right, is disgusting because it all leads back to money. And it's a joke, their viewpoints on domestic violence. It is an absolute joke. So for me, it's bigger than the Redskins, 49ers, or any other team that has a woman beater on their team. This is a league-wide issue. And it disgusts me, and it needs to change. The issue is Roger Goodell is judge, jury, and executioner, so no one's going to check his ass the way they should. So instead of just doing what affects the bottom line, how about, I don't know, for once in your life, NFL, do something that's right for a change. With that being said, let's get into the picks for this week's games, Tana Man. Let's start with Lamar Jackson, rookie quarterback, balling out for the Ravens. He's going on the road now. To ATL, their season's over, right? Who do you like in this game, Ravens or Falcons in Hotlanta? Not knowing if Lamar's going to be the guy or not, I'm going to go with Ravens still because I feel like the Ravens have been winning regardless of what Lamar has been doing, the defense. The defense has yep. stood up to the test of time, and they've been the one focal point on that team that you can always be sure about coming into every game. So the Ravens get my nod. I absolutely think Lamar's going to be the guy for the rest of the way. I think the Joe Flacco era is over. Ooh. I'm going to take Atlanta at home, though. I think the young boy still has to learn how to win on the road in this league. That's a tough thing. As you know, it takes a while. 
I do like them for the future, but for this week, I'm going to go with Atlanta. All right. Cam has got to get back on Cam. track. Panthers at the Bucks. Who do you like? Cam. Cam got to go Cam. If it's any game that he can get back on track, he's going against the Bucks. And trust me, they went, they went out there the other night and won. And you can see that Winston felt very good. He, yeah, praised, he did. He praised God and everybody else. But, <laughs> hey, ain't going to get you this one, man. So Cam win that one. I'm with you with Cam on that. Okay, Bears at Giants. Bears are new kids on the block right now. I say Bears because I don't want the Giants to win anyway. Now, the Giants <laughs> are playing pretty much the plan, they are. Playing some pretty good they football. They should have beat Philly. Easily should have won that game against Philly. I think that's the game. That was a bookie game. That was a game that the bookie showed Word. you, man, that if you pick the Giants, they're going to show you how they can turn that game around. So that was an easy win. I actually lost in a bet. I actually bet on that game. I think the Bears have what it takes to beat them. Shout-outs to the bookies out there. I've been slaying you this season. Bills at Dolphins. Who you like? Bills at Dolphins. That could be tricky. Oh, it can go both ways, man. But I'm going to say Bills. I'm going to say Bills because their defense, to me, probably top five this year. All right. Well, listen, they both suck. So just to be different, I'll go Dolphins. Colts at Jags. Who you like? Colts been on a Colts high, man. Real. I don't see them getting off this high right now. Luck is playing outstanding football. It makes you scratch your head and ponder like, hmm, the Eagles have took a loss for real because they lost their coach and he right. found a way over there in Indy. Frank so uh, Frank is doing his thing, man. I, I take the Colts on that one. Yeah, I'm going Colts, and I got to tell you, I think they're going to get that wild card, and they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs. I could see the Colts upsetting somebody. They could go into a Kansas City and win a game. Uh, Browns at Texans. Browns at Texans. I got to go Texans. Browns yeah. is playing good football. Love great Williams, but Texans, man, those guys, man, Hopkins, Watson, Watt, uh, Clowney, uh, you Clowney. name it. Should I say any more? Those guys are playing some great football. Honey Badger. They nice, bro. Uh, Thomas, Damn. two touchdowns of the night. Oh, man, those guys are playing phenomenal football, man. And just to think, man, the Redskins was in that game against them, man. So, Oh, I go Texans, man. They're a pretty good team. The Mercedes or is it Mercedes? Is it Merciless? Merciless. Merci- I think it's Merciless. Mercedes. Uh, not whatever. Mercedes. I we know call you much. what you want. We call you what we want to call you. Shout yeah. outs to the Texans doing yeah. their thing. Broncos at Bengals. Who you like? Broncos at Bengals. Bengals are done. Bro. Bengals have fell off the cliff. They're done. I'm gonna say Broncos, man. Same. They're finished. Andy Dalton's out for the year too. Rams at Lions. Rams. Rams. Cardinals at Packers. Rodgers can't be – the Packers can't be that bad, man. Yes, they Aaron are. Rodgers, man. They are bad. I'm going to go with the Packers, though. You're not yeah, that bad. I, I don't believe it. I'm going A.A. Ron in Lambeau. Chiefs at Raiders. <laughs> Skip. Chiefs. Uh, Jets at Titans. Titans can go up and down. They want to be talked about. They start losing. They go out there and beat the, um, what, New England Patriots, and then they lose to Texans. I don't know what Titans team we're going to get, <laughs> but I go with the Titans. I agree. Niners at Seahawks. Seahawks are the trust dark me, horse, right? Do not want to see these guys. Yeah, bro. Legion of Boom, who? They don't need yeah. them. They find a way to win games. Yeah, bro. Pete Carroll, man. I, honestly, I said this on my radio show, 1067 The Fan. I said, to me, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are the NFC version of Brady Belichick. No doubt. Because they no take pieces, doubt. they interchange, and those two together still win. How valuable those two are together. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night, I love this one. It got flexed. Hit them with the flex. Chargers at Steelers, bro. Uh, that is a, that's a playoff game, dog. Playoff game. Those boys from Cali coming to the Steel City. Mm-hmm. It's going to be chilly. Be a little nip-nip out there. Roethlisberger, them just laid an egg, man. Lost to Denver. They need one. Chargers is riding high. Melvin Gordon's banged up. 
Gordon is banged up, and that's to me, that's the deciding that's factor. That's me too. I think Steelers win that game because of Gordon down. I'm with you, bro. In fact, this has a potential to be game of the year, the way that the Rams Chiefs were on Monday night. I think Rivers and Ben about to be slanging that thing, dog. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing from um, Juju Suster, man. I mean, yeah. just knowing that he has the number one guy on the other side, he's taking full advantage Bird. of the opportunity to be that sidekick. He's a true Robin. You know what I mean? You're right. You know, if you ever looked at a guy in this league and say, man, who's a Robin to a Batman? Juju Suster has stepped mm. up this year and showed guys that, hey, and it's crazy because you can look at his game and see his numbers stats-wise, fantasy-wise, and be like, oh, I want him to be a starter, be a number one receiver somewhere else. It doesn't work that way. That's right. You know, the reason why he's able to do what he do, one, because of Ben. Ben is giving both of those guys so many fruits because I've always been wanting to be a part of something like that where I have a quarterback that can give me all those fruits that those guys are getting. But having an A-B on the other side of you, man, those doors will open wide. And he's taking full advantage. So I took my hat off to Shushu. Oh, I said Shushu. <laughs> <laughs> he meant Juju on that beat. Juju on hey, that Juju beat. Juju on that beat. Hey, Juju, Juju on that Juju. Juju, Juju, Hey, Tana, uh, taking L's this week is a little interesting. Would you like to let the people at home know what happened earlier in the studio when you arrived and there were some questions about a garment that you had in your possession? <laughs> so taking nails, man. You know, we talk about taking nails. You can taking nails come from talk about many things, man. But uh, um, I'm actually I'm backpacking in today. Yes, you, know? you are. I flew in from Miami. I Go spun on. The, I spun the weekend in, in Miami, and um, I came in knowing that I had to work. Uh, on my flight here, I had clothes that hey, you know, I'm gonna go in and shoot my show yep. with Portis. From there, I'm going to go home and pick up some things, if need be, and come here and do my podcast. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get a chance to go home. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I got a couple of, we call them sweaters. I got a couple of sweaters and things <laughs> up in my bag yep. that I can, you know, put on because I didn't use when I was in Miami. I had some jeans and I had a shirt. I know I got to put on a red skin shirt for this next gig after this podcast. And my jeans just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened to them. I had a couple of scuff marks here and there, and I'm sitting there, I'm blaming on my shoes and blaming on everything else. But to be honest with you, I just got to take that L, man. You know, yeah, you got to take and that L. I tried to get a wipe. The wipe ain't do nothing but leave residue. Nah, it was terrible. I, I got a cloth, and it still wouldn't come off. So I don't know what happened to my jeans. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on the bag. Yeah. Something in that bag spilled. Who knows? But uh, I got to take an L. And just to think, I had to leave here to go down the street to the polo store because we in Georgetown. They have a nice polo store down there. I've shopped there plenty of times. I'm going to grab me a pair of jeans and make this thing look like, you know, I didn't have to take this L. Yeah. But right now, sitting, oh, here, you're taking that L right sitting now. here pondering about what oh, I have yeah. to do next before I go to the next gig, Yeah, uh, it's an L taking. Well yeah, taken oh, you're taking that L. Let me translate for everybody at home. Tana's jeans was dusty as hell. <laughs> You remember when Trick Daddy said, are those Bugle Boy jeans you're wearing? He said, hell no, bitch. You know they polo. (laughs) My polo jeans ain't looking so well, man. I can't, hey, polo, I can't claim that, man. Oh, my God. Santana Moss Show podcast. It's a wrap. Thank y'all for rolling with us. We getting a lot of love out here, too, on this podcast. We appreciate y'all. But sharing is caring. If you love the show, spread it. You know? Yes. Get people involved with the movement. What do you think? Love you. Amen. Till next time. Santana Mar Show Podcast. It's a Riz app. Holla. It's a Santana Mar Show. Former through your ballroom. Number 89. Hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week, it's a lyrical fact.
Coming up on the Santana Moss Show. Blah, 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 blah. Ew, ew, ew. 